0: Hello and welcome back to One for Paul, the show where I, the original non pop culturist, get inducted into the world of pop culture by friends, comedians, and nemesis. Joining me today is my friend.
1: I'm am I still your friends? I thought after making you watch this I might jump into uh
0: I'm considering
1: three.
0: it. Uh. <laughs> I'm considering it. Also apologies, I got some real nasty laryngitis and I'm pushing through today. I got my tea. It's made of mint and honey and all things good.
1: Yay. Hi everyone, by the way.
0: So what, what did you have me watch? Why am I no longer, why am I considering your friend's status?
1: So you know how the movies exist? The movies exist, yeah. Sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad.
0: Sometimes movies are.
1: And then sometimes they're old and sometimes,
0: bad. Sometimes they're both of those things.
1: Yes. But also for some reason, sometimes bad old movies have a thing, have people who keep enjoying them for whatever reason. Present you're, company excluded.
0: You're telling me people enjoy this? Yes,
1: I told a coworker of mine that um, I made you watch this, and that you might never speak to me again. And she went like, "But I love this film." And I was like, "What?" Okay,
0: that's right. I work with Welcome, some weird people. That's right. Welcome to Lady Sock, <laughs> the story of a Victorian seamstress whose fancy socks cause a bit of a scandal in high society London.
1: That would have been so much more fun.
0: I prefer to watch that movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What did we actually watch?
1: We are actually watching the 1985 sensation fantasy film called Lady
0: Hawk. I certainly felt some sensations yes. when watching this. But I don't know if I enjoyed was those it, sensations.
1: Was it, was it ear pain? Heartache?
0: Mm, we'll get there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Starring Michelle Pfeiffer as...
0: Is she a character? Uh, is she a character or is she there?
1: You know what? With all like the high pitched screaming she had to do, I'm going to say she's a character. Yeah, I'm that's fair. She suffered enough, so she should be considered a character.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Matthew Broderick at uh, the non titular character, which now that I think of it, I can't remember his name. I watched this film. I was listening to it this morning and I can still don't remember his, his actual name.
0: The Wolf. That's what I'm going to go with. The wolf? The wolf. The wolf.
1: You know what? If she's going to be Lady Hawk, he can be the wolf. It's fine.
0: Lady Hawk. Hawk. Lady Hawk.
1: Lady Hawkeye. Lady Hockey. Don't
0: you disrepute hockey. Don't you disrepute the beautiful game of hockey in front of a Canadian?
1: (laughs) It's not my fault. They added the E, by the way. They did. By the way, you think Lady Hawk ends at the K, but no, it has an added E at the end.
0: I guess for reasons. So so is this a so-bad-it's-good movie? What space does this occupy in no, it's pop not. culture?
1: No, it's not. Come on.
0: So what is it? Let's be honest to each other. I know, I, know I get you, but what, oh, sorry. why did you have me watch this movie?
1: I had you watch this movie because you work with sounds and music, and I knew it would hurt you.
0: <laughs> I mean...
1: I mean, it hurt me, so I thought it might be interesting to see how other people react to that pain.
0: Yeah, so I'm you saying. were deliberately hurting me.
1: I told you when you when you when I talked when I spoke to you about this film, I was like, "This film will hurt your soul."
0: I was very honest. That's it. I'm bumping you down to nemesis. I did.
1: <laughs> hey, don't lie to the audience. I gave you like ample warning. I said from the moment it starts, from before the title card falls, this movie will be pain.
0: Got it. Speaking of which, the opening credits have smoke, sunrises, sunsets, 80s synth, dance music, and close-up of a hawk flying about in slow motion, (laughs) which is the correct speed to view a hawk in flight.
1: (laughs) I have a question. Were you hit by a wave of, oh God, or nostalgia when that synth came on?
0: I was expecting a montage of at least one man climbing some stairs. Nice. Or like somebody boxing into space or like punching a thing of meat because that's what that music is supposed to mean
1: right it did feel so i i have to ask should clarify i i tend to listen to something when i'm working not from home just because it now office spaces seem very noisy yeah uh so i put the film on my phone and mm-hmm. i was listening to it and that intro sounded very campy
0: it is very campy.
1: It sounded like something that belongs in, like, Back to the Future or some... Back to the Future camp? I mean, it felt like it had that sort of energy, that sort of, oh, we're going on an adventure. It and... certainly
0: is energetic.
1: Yeah. Which doesn't...
0: It's the wrong energy yeah. is what I felt it was does this uh, scene. It
1: doesn't match. The music doesn't match what you're saying
0: at all. It makes zero attempts to communicate what you're seeing visually
1: Yeah, or to pair
0: with it. It is like very against itself.
1: It's like you made the music for another film and then you were like, oh no, but I have this film. Never mind.
0: Got it. We're going to probably talk about the music a bunch as we go through the scene by scene. But before we get there, is this, so this is just like a, a 80s movie that a bunch of people saw and went like, what in the world is this?
1: I had that question as well, and I made a note to look up reviews from that time, because it's one thing to see it now, but I was wondering, did people back then... Yeah, did think 80s of,
0: people think that it was okay?
1: Think that see? it was either okay, or did they find this so weird, or were they also freaked out by the music in this film? What did they think? Was it was this normal for then? I have no idea.
0: It was normal in the 80s said people as a way to excuse all kinds of terrible stuff. Yeah,
1: I think we're going to add that to this film, that Mm -hmm. it was okay in the 80s.
0: So fade in to a guy telling this mouse to dig from behind a dirt wall while we cut back and forth to people being hanged in the interior of a church. I think we have established who the bad guy is. It is Church Guy.
1: Yes, but have we established... Who this film is actually about?
0: No, it's just a guy digging through the mud. Uh, Turns out his name is Philippe Gaston, a.k.a. Mouse, who is in the process of leaving the house. The mouse has run from a house. He's gone away. He's here to stay, says the poet, who didn't understand that he was a poet, in the prison, who gets hanged for telling the guards where the guy went. Back underground, Mouse compares his current situation to coming out of his mother's womb, which he remembers for some reason. That is a weird thing to say to yourself.
1: To people who are listening, all of this that was just spoken was not a joke or a
0: reference to something else. No, this is just what happens.
1: This is what happens in the actual film.
0: In the movie, this happens. Yeah. Fortunately, he falls into the castle's drains and swims to his freedom. I guess it's not a sewer, because the water is real clear and deep and looks pretty good to swim in. Unfortunately, there's some sort of horned water demon in the water. Fortunately, it's not a water demon, but a cow skull. Did it
1: make you wonder about what kind of sewer system did they have in this vague medieval time?
0: Did they poop water? No idea. He finds... A grate up to the church interior. But someone steps on his hand and he falls back into the water below. Oh no, my old peril. Fortunately, there's a convenient hole in this other grate, which he swims through to arrive at the castle's exterior moat. Unfortunately, the bishop knows somebody who's escaped from Aquila and he orders his men to find a thief because he's concerned about rebellions some reason. And to be fair, that happened a lot in medieval France.
1: Yes, that is fair. However, you said my old peril.
0: My old peril.
1: were you all wondering oh no what if this man dies
0: no it's only mild peril yeah you're not allowed to actually have consequences from mild peril
1: yeah but you you're also probably not going to care for this random dude that appeared on your screen and you're wondering why am i watching this
0: it is matthew broderick so you're pretty aware like oh he's a pretty young guy in hollywood film therefore probably good guy so they ride out in search of their quarry, passing right by him as they do. Uh, meanwhile, he managed to cut the purse of one of the guards, despite promising God that he wouldn't do that exact thing he's doing. But he makes his excuse to God and be like, Ah, you should have known better. Your God, you know this already. You know me. Cut to later, and Mouse seems to have found himself in the American Rockies somehow. He's cold and wet, and also, I guess it's winter now? Yep. It wasn't winter earlier, but okay.
1: If anybody ever watches this again, I'm going to say you're going to be wondering all the time about where is this taking place?
0: Well, it's supposed to be medieval France, but then they arrive in like a clearly American mountain range.
1: Yeah, my question wasn't so much as where does this take place script-wise. It was more like this location does not look like France 99% of the time.
0: No, no, the castle doesn't look like a French castle. Cut to a mysterious cloaked figure on a mysterious horse with a mysterious hawk on his mysterious arm. (sniffs) Cut to Philippe stealing a bunch of clothes from these farmers and running to see what happens in an inner tavern or something, passing the mysterious cloak horse hawk man as he does mystery. (laughs) He just steals their clothes and the kids are like sitting right there and they go, "He, he stole my dad's shoes, what the hell? They make no attempt to stop him. They just go like, hey, stop it. Hey, hey. Maybe they don't like his dad. Maybe they don't want to be part of the plot. Maybe not. Maybe they only had one line and they flubbed it because that was done in ADR. (laughs) He decides to buy the whole tavern around of whatever your most expensive is. Remember, this is a PG movie. You can't actually say I want alcohol because otherwise that bumps up the rating in the U.S.
1: Also, that's what you do when you want to to avoid uh, attention when you have escaped prison. Oh,
0: yeah. You just show up in a new town with a bag full of gold. You steal some stuff. You steal stuff from people who are watching you do it. And, and then you, you take their money and you go like, I have a big bag of copper here. Give everybody in the tavern some, some drinks, please. And the tavern is entirely populated by people he's trying to escape from. Very smart. Oh, no. Oh, no.
1: By the way, you would think watching this guy for so long, when the film has just started, this is our protagonist. This is uh, this is Lady Hawk.
0: Yeah, this is probably Lady Hawk. He looks like both of those things. <sniffs> he looks. He's br- very bird-like, Matthew Broderick, known la- for his bird aspect,
1: and he's ladylike. And he spent a lot of time out in the open skies so far.
0: mm Hmm. Time for a definitely plausible escape slash fight sequence, which requires zero suspension of disbelief on anyone's part, <laughs> especially that part where they just sort of wave spears next to him and go, ah, ah, but literally like, at any point they could have just stabbed him and the movie's over.
1: Is and it over though?
0: It's def. Ugh, I wish.
1: Be honest, Paul. No, 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 no.
0: They is do, it over? If they do manage guy, to catch him. If this is guy the dies,
1: is, does, the, does the film need to end?
0: Oh, you see, you're not wrong. He doesn't do a lot to forward the plot ever, does he?
1: You see, this guy is Matthew Broderick. He is like, he gets first listing in this film called Lady Hawk. Yeah. And not only is he not Lady Hawk,
0: he's, he's Phil. He's Phil. He's He's Phil, the mouse guy. <laughs> He's the party's rogue.
1: He's uh, if if you've ever watched if you've ever watched like a Disney film, he's uh, he's the companion. He's the raccoon. He's the the owl. The the dog. Whatever it is that goes by the side of the protagonist.
0: Yeah, he's the raccoon, owl, dog, protagonist side man. And yet, so far, he's all we've seen. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, the guards do manage to catch and nearly kill him, but then one of them gets shot up in the side by a mystery man from Mystery Town with mystery crossbow. Uh, well, actually, it was a mystery double crossbow, because you gotta have double things to make it look awesome for the 80s crowd. It can't just be a normal crossbow. It has to have two of them. He's also dressed in all black, if I remember correctly. Oh, he? yeah. With like red velvet lining on the inside yeah. of his cape. Yeah. Every time I see a cape in a fight scene now, I have Edna's voice in my head. <laughs> <laughs> no capes.
1: Rightly. Edna would be, uh, the cape would be a the, the minor uh, offense for Edna in this costume, in this hero's costume.
0: Looks like this is Captain Navarre, who proceeds to defeat and beat up a bunch of guards after that one guard's, uh, man pushed the other guard man onto his sword. Yeah, you see, because good guys, they don't kill people in American movies unless they have no choice or by accident, because he's a good guy. Right? Good guys don't kill people normally, in movies, right? Bad guys do that, so he doesn't even use his sword to beat these guys up. He just grabs a branch and goes, ah! Ah, it was waves at a dude who jumps fully out of the way. I don't like this fight choreography. I don't know if you can tell.
1: No, I couldn't tell. I... Yeah,
0: I am not impressed even by '80s standards. Listen, I have seen Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, which was equally schlocky and camp, and I and they did real well.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't feel like they were going for camp. I feel like they failed at being serious, and it looks campy.
0: Oh, it's like bad camp.
1: It's bad camp.
0: Like they went, they tried to get to the good camp, but they forgot the way. Exactly. And they ended up at bad camp. Yep. Yep. Where all the tents are soggy.
1: What's what music is playing so far? Is it something oh God, dramatic? Is it
0: It's uh there's certainly some kind of drama happening in the music. Uh, I I would call it infomercial light. <laughs> I, I was expecting that somebody was come gonna come on and be like Billy Mays here For for bad fight scenes incorporated. Look, do you have a fight scene that needs to be worse? Hey, I'm Billy Mays. And you can get bad fight scenes for your scenes in your movie too, like this one.
1: And all of that would be cut in with a bad montage, clearly.
0: Oh, God, it was so... It was... uh, uh. Philippe, unable to mount any of the horses on his way to escaping, decides to run away on foot, but is apprehended by Navarre, the mysterious mystery captain on mysterious fence-jumping horse jump with his synth-hawk, (laughs) synth-hawk... Did you notice that? Like for a couple of times, the synth goes by and it's just like a little synth sting going.
1: Meow. I did. I did. It's so uh, it's so bad.
0: Let's be clear. If you're going to do that and not make a neon synth hawk, put this whole thing in some sort of cyber world and it works.
1: I was going to say, um, in sci- if this was sci-fi, like some crazy sci-fi film about, you know, whatever is happening in this film. It would have kind of worked. At least I would understand being a cult classic if it was sci fi.
0: Cut to later in the woods and they're looking for somewhere to spend the night. They find some villagers who do not want them to do that. But but they let them do that. Because reasons. Because gold, I guess, or you know, I have money to pay you. Oh, okay. Well in that case you can sleep in the barn. Inside, Navarre puts, uh, pulls out his helmet and a fine purple dress from his pack before telling Philippe to take care of Goliath, who is the mystery black horse Goliath. No one's going to judge. Sometimes a man likes to look pretty. True. As the sun sets, Philippe is a bit salty about having to do all the chores, and he monologues about this for a while. that That's how we know everything he thinks. W- why would you show us what he's feeling in a visual medium? Why not just have him say, I am feeling not great right now?
1: Why are you showing the guy at all is my main question. Why is this man here? You well, know,
0: right he's- now he's here to be scared of whatever that sound in the woods is. And uh, he, he's there and he drops the wood and he pretends to be a bunch of people but fails on his deception role. I don't disagree, but when watching this film, don't you feel like if you were playing a video game...
1: And you have, like, a main character who, let's say, is Mystery Guy. But instead of looking at the main character who is, let's say, Mystery Guy, you're following the NPC, some random guy who is an NPC, and he's there.
0: Let's be clear. If this were a video game, I would prefer to play as the mouse whose entire thing is, okay, well, I'm on this quest for some reason, and I have to stay alive while all this weird magic stuff is happening against me. So I'm going to hide for a bit. That would be a cool stealth action game.
1: That would be cool. I but would prefer that joining. video game.
0: But <laughs> that's not this. That's not this at all. Back at the bar and the villager is here with his axe. And he's uh, he, he pulls the axe. So here's, this is a little vague. Does he try to kill Philippe? And then the wolf kills him? Or is he like looking behind Philippe at the wolf and going, ah, axe.
1: Uh, I and then read the wolf
0: it, kills him anyway.
1: I read it as the first one, yeah. but it could work as the second one as well.
0: I read it as the first one, which probably means, since we both read it that way...
1: That it's the second one.
0: That it's the first one, but they intended it to be the second Exa-
1: one. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
0: Every exactly. shot does in fact mean something, It, but if you're not a good filmmaker, it means not what you intended for it to mean when you choose the shot. So Philippe uh, loads his crossbow, by which I mean Navarre's crossbow, and levels it at the wolf, but he's stopped by Mystery in Black, uh, the, the lady from the Scottish Widows ad. <laughs> That's a joke for the <laughs> British people. She's just a lady with a black cloak on and no other features. But it is Michelle Pfeiffer, so she has a number of other features. I particularly like her piercing blue eyes, which they... I, she's very pretty. She is very pretty. What am I going to say? She she's super pretty. She, she's
1: very pretty. There's
0: no getting around it. Yeah. This is why she, they chose her for the movie. They didn't want her for her acting skills, which are appreciable. And she is very good at acting, but not here. She. Nobody let her act here. I mean. She showed up to the job and was like, "I would sound, one acting, please. And you, they were <laughs> like, no, we will not. No, stop it. No acting for you.
1: You sound surprised.
0: I'm not surprised, but I am disappointed. Anyway, uh, she's wearing the robe and she looks at the giant uh, death wolf and just sort of goes, oh, puppy, and then, like, goes to the wolf who just killed a man and she just wanders off with it. Makes perfect sense. Of course. How foolish of me. Look at all the sense this makes. Cut to the next day and the evil guard captain changes horses in a lovely green valley to the sound of driving 80s synth music. It
1: is it is very sort of jarring, isn't it? Because you are lulled into a sense of security when the music stops. You're like, okay, it's still up now. Okay,
0: I get to enjoy some dramatic moments now.
1: No, no, no. I get to enjoy not listening to this while watching this. And then suddenly it comes on again and you're like, oh, God.
0: But no time for that. Time to cut to more action as Navarre and Philippe are resting up a bit in the woods. They're tired.
1: Yeah, walking around the woods makes you tired.
0: That's true. But like all day they've been walking together and only now they decide to be like, all right, well, it's the end of the day. We should probably talk about what happened last night. Yes, because obviously you cannot walk and talk. Who is that lady? But you don't want to wake up and be like, hey, who is that lady, by the way? Whoever... You're going to be like, no, 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 no. Not until the cameras are here.
1: Yes. <laughs> who does? And, you know, in films, you don't do walk and talk. Nobody ever does walk and talk. Have you ever watched characters walk and talk before?
0: Never once. Yeah, so uh, I guess Philip decided to stay with Naval for some reason. You know the the trustworthy dude who's definitely not keeping some sort of so- secret curse magic secret.
1: I am so surprised that he is not the one who turns into like a raccoon during the day and sings silly songs to the protagonists.
0: How is this not the film? I would prefer that film. Can I we would make too, that.
1: I would too, because that's the kind of film that has that character at a cent- at like a focal point. This makes no other sense.
0: So they talk cryptically about dreams for a bit, and then we cut to some other place where the guard captain is riding back to Aquila to report to the bishop that Navarre is back. The bishop is angry first, and then he is angry for different reasons after that. See, the bishop was enjoying a fine day in the garden with a lute player, and he feeds grapes to a dancer who's pretending to be a bird, which is only mildly creepy. There's worse to come. There's worse to uh, come. I get, I, there's nothing mildly later on. <laughs> Here in the news that Navajo's back, the bishop makes it clear that he's after the hawk, which must not be harmed, and his men are all a little confused, like a bird. All right, I'll get you a bird. It's fine. Also refers to the bird as a she, and your my first question is if your was like,
1: well, did somebody like catch the bird and check?
0: There was an old Hanna-Barbera cartoon whose entire premise was a dude trying to catch a passenger pigeon. (laughs) Or a courier pigeon even, carrier pigeon, whatever they're called. It had a message on it and the whole, even the theme tune was just catch the pigeon, catch the pigeon. This is that.
1: Fantastic.
0: They sent out Dick Dastardly to send his dastardly deeds. I love it. I am fully expecting Muttley to show up and just laugh. Uh, Yeah, also he asks for Cesar. Whoever that is. Also, we get a little bit of world building. Precious, precious snippets of world building. Because it turns out there's a famine, so he can't tax as much as he'd like to. Because there's nothing to tax. Imagine. This is uh, never brought up again. Just here to make him look extra evil. Which it does. But it also makes me question the narrative's priorities. Hmm. There's a famine happening, and they're like, No, you gotta catch the bird, though.
1: I mean, it's what you would expect the evil guy to do, but you would also – I would also
0: say – Yeah, but the good guys aren't like, hey, maybe we should do something about that famine.
1: Yes, well, think of who the good guys are. One is uh, a questionable, mysterious dude, and the other one is somebody who just escaped from prison.
0: Um, Questionable, mysterious dude and prison escapee. Yeah, you're right. They're probably not going to fix the famine. No. They are man with sword and man without sword
1: questionable man with sword
0: yeah and questionable man without sword uh speaking of which philippe previously of no sword now has sword which he uses to chop wood Navarre is not impressed by this and explains to philippe hey look here's the thing about this sword you see this gem this gem means this this gem means that and that gem was my godfather's and this gem right here well uh my mom put that there and this one is not a gem and i'm gonna put that there I'm gonna put my one there when I'm a hero. He could have just said,
1: "Please don't chop wood with a sword, because you don't chop woods with swords."
0: Yeah, I mean it, it'll probably work, but it's gonna ding the hell out of your sword.
1: And I think I feel like if you're if you're a dodgy dude walking around doing dodgy stuff, you need your sword.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: You don't care so much about the gems as much as like, I need the sword, please.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Naval's gem is the thing that he needs to get from the bishop, I guess. He's on a, he needs to take or get it. Does uh, he just like beat the bishop and then his plan is like, well, I guess I'll go to the, buy a thing. I mean, if we're going but what the plot has told us so far, um
1: that makes absolute sense. I think that's the main point.
0: Yeah, he's just going to buy himself a gem afterwards. But he's, you know, he got to have a reason to treat yourself. You're
1: also like, well, Philippe, why do you care, boy?
0: Yeah, Philippe takes this as his cue to leave because he's like, oh, you're going to try to, like, do an assassination against a major power in the region. Cool, yeah, good luck with that, I'm out. Uh, But here's the thing, see, Philippe's decision breaks down like this. He could either risk his life helping this seemingly magical slash demonic mystery man he's known for three days, or he could leave and do literally anything else. Since he has absolutely no reason to be there
1: anyway in the first place.
0: Yeah, I mean, we get this. And he's just like, why am I doing this? This is dumb. And we, the audience, are like, yeah, why are you doing this? This is dumb. This is never answered. Well, kind of. Because, you see, Navarre is very persuasive. Uh, I think you'll find his argument as persuasive as Philippe did. Yeet. (laughs) Yeah, a guy just hucks a sword at him. Which lands in the tree next to him. And Philippe is like, oh, cool. So you're you're just threatening to, to kill me if I don't help you. Cool. That's great. Good friendship. High five. It's amazing how much of their plans is yeets now I'm thinking about it.
1: Yes, that's true. That cut, is true.
0: Cut to the full moon and that lady from before is chasing a rabbit. Okay, so have you ever actually tried to chase a rabbit? Those things—you're not going to catch the rabbit.
1: I'm not crazy. I don't. Ch- I, no, nobody tries to chase a rabbit. No, you That's trap why it. Why you make traps? Exactly. You don't chase rabbits. But yeah. I think what they were going for was more of like the Snow White effect, rather than, oh, I need to chase a rabbit.
0: Yeah, you know, that part where Snow White attracts all the Disney animals and then cooks and eats them. They
1: keep messing up. They don't know what film they're making. Like you have the raccoon protagonist, you have like the princess type character, just make it I mean make it into a Disney. Here's movie the thing. On second
0: viewing I was like, Oh, they're trying to foreshadow that she is a hawk and a hawk would chase a rabbit. Oh, that this is so way. bad. Yeah.
1: That is so bad. What is like hawk brain, like still stuck? Oh no, wait. I can't chase this rabbit in this worm. Yeah. I have to
0: wait. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a habit. Sorry, you're right. It's I can't. like, oh,
1: shoot. The- like she's
0: going to jump off a building and be like, oh, no. It, right. It's, it's not. Oh, no. I don't have wings right now. It takes a while for the instinct to kick off. Oh, yeah. So spoiler: She uh, she is a hawk.
1: Oh, yeah. so the-
0: That's going to happen later. So the- but right the- now, first, we need so to...
1: The titular character is yeah. not actually the guy we've been following this entire time.
0: No, it's not.
1: Nor is it the the mysterious guy that our main guy has been following this entire time
0: it's not either of them why do we care do you care i kind of don't had you already lost like the will to live by this point i didn't care about any of these characters before (laughs) and nothing that they have done or said since has convinced me to care any more about them yeah, so it turns out they had a whole fight off-screen. I cared about here's Michelle.
1: I was like, Michelle is good people. Yeah,
0: I, she is not a character. Uh, Philippe is tied to a tree. <laughs> turns out they had a whole fight scene when the bishop's guards were off-screen, and now he is tied to a tree, and she is there, and she's like, yeah, but why should I untie you? And he's like, come on. You know, like, Navarre would do that. And she's like, oh, you know Navarre? Yeah, sure, untie me. Cool, this seems trustworthy. So she needs some convincing and Philippe runs away as she says, Oh no, she he's gonna kill me. Who's gonna kill you? What? You mean Navarre for letting the kid the kid go? Or I don't understand what that means. Did they delete some scenes around this that we should have seen and they forgot? Theoretically so Navarro,
1: also known as our mysterious guy, uh threw a sword at Philippe.
0: Just to fully hucked it at him.
1: Yeah, to persuade him. Well, persuade to make him understand that he cannot leave. And so Navarro, who at night turns into a wolf, um, tied up Philip to a tree for when he would be in wolf form, so that Philip would not run away. And then, you know, from the wolf. I mean, the wolf is sort of, I guess, uh, has like his wolfy stuff to do at night and might not care so much about. You know, Philippe, the wolf is not to be trusted with keeping the boy under control, I I, guess.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Why am I trying to find logic in this?
0: Why did mm, you ask? Never mind. This is such a dumb... uh, Nothing makes sense. It's fine. Let's just keep watching. Popcorn tastes nice. Cut to the guards who find Philippe in the open field. They demand to know which way Navarre went. He answers that he went south, but he's accused of being a liar, but then he objects and they go like, Oh, so we knew that we would think that you're were double so you're gonna double bluffs, so we're gonna go south. Again, failing the deception check. I'm starting to think he didn't actually take proficiency in that skill.
1: <laughs> no, I, I highly doubt it as well.
0: Meanwhile, Navarre is uh Going about, and he arrives right on time for his ambush. Cut to 80s victory music, I guess? You could say that. Could be workout music as well. You should watch this movie on a treadmill, because yeah. we're the 80s and we do that. Oh no, the cross but put a bolt in both Navarre's shoulder and also the hawk. Navarre then kills one of the cavaliers with the bolt that he just pulled out of his own shoulder and routs the remaining forces. Hooray, victory! Oh no, the hawk is injured, and I imagine hunting hawks are pretty expensive back then, so probably it's a good idea to heal up this one. We we are not told that this is the lady yet. We don't know this yet in the movie.
1: You haven't been explicitly, explicitly told, but come on. I mean...
0: The the movie is called Lady Hawk. Listen, there's one lady and there's one hawk. I We got a feeling, but it's not yet in the movie. So it's like, oh, well, that sucks. He might I, have to get a new hawk now.
1: I wonder if the movie didn't tell us because they expect us to be smart enough to get it or because they expect to do like a shocking reveal right later on.
0: Yeah, shocking reveal. But in the meantime, the hawk is injured and so must go to the hospital.
1: <sighs> oh, no, you didn't.
0: I did. High five. <sighs> high five.
1: Okay. Acceptable. Acceptable. Just because this film is... It
0: was right there.
1: Just because this film is so painful, the the jokes can be painful.
0: How can you blame me? It was there, right there. (laughs) I just picked it up. It was on the floor. (laughs) Five second rule. Uh, So question, why is Philippe the one who's riding off to save her?
1: Why is Philippe anything?
0: I guess. Because Navarre puts him on the horse and goes, you have to go to this place. Down the road, turn left, go whatever, give some directions Says you need to go to Imperius and oh Imperius God. will heal them. And I'm like, Navarre, you, you do it. You know where it is. It's your horse.
1: I just got an idea over why they made this film. Uh huh. I think that there was a a leftover film on, uh, on this actor's contract. They were like, okay, so he has like a contract. We had to make five films with us. Oh, sure. We don't have anything in plan. Uh, what can I do with this guy? And they made Lazy Hawk and. Put Matthew Broderick as a, as the protagonist, even though it makes no sense that we follow him
0: around. Yeah, he doesn't do much. Like, right here he does do something, but there's no need for him. Navarre is, like, not injured to the point where he just, like, sits down for a bit. He could probably ride a horse. You know, the more experienced horseman who actually knows where the destination is and knows who it is that he needs to talk to once there.
1: And he's the one who has the need to talk to somebody for something?
0: Yeah, uh, no time for that, though, even though Philippe says, you're the only one who can ride the horse. I have a question. Okay.
1: Why does he even trust the guy?
0: Why does anybody trust anyone in this movie?
1: I know, but specifically in this situation, he was keeping him hostage, basically. He knows that he was like a prisoner escapee, even though with the main villain being the bishop and being the bad guy and all that, you uh-huh. don't necessarily know that he did something bad to go to prison. But still... It's not like, Oh, here is this random dude I saved from a bar fight. He is with me now because I need some help. I keep him here under the, you know, uh, under
0: threat th- of death, threat
1: of death. And, uh, I have this hawk and it's injured and I need it. I need it fixed. Um, uh, so he has to get it to the hawk hospital, hawk hospital to the
0: hospital. Yes.
1: Um, and, um, I don't want to go myself. So I'm going to take this guy who is. Proven himself so far absolutely useless. And sends him to the hospital?
0: What? Never mind, Logic. We need to set up a B-plot now that we're waiting for the A-plot. To happen. I I really don't think they needed a B-plot, but okay. I guess uh, he's injured one arm, so he can't go. So cutting... Cut to riding across the plains montage as Philippe arrives at the castle and Navarre kneels down dramatically in a field. Don't
1: forget the synth music.
0: Oh my god, how could I forget the synth music? Are you sure I'm not allowed to forget the synth music? Because I'd really like to forget the synth music, please. I would even
1: go as far as to say that you need to edit some of it. It, it, to, to incorporate it, because one cannot understand the pain unless they've listened to it.
0: Anybody who's wondering, though, and hasn't seen the movie, first of all, spoilers, obviously. And second of all... Yeah, don't! Just don't. Just don't. At the castle, this monk guy named Imperius uh, wants to eat the bird. Uh, but he, once he hears that this is Naval's bird, he's like, Oh no, I need to be a bird doctor instead. Turns out he's a priest and a bird doctor.
1: The line between uh, bird-eating and bird-healing is so thin.
0: I guess, yeah. And remember, walk on the left side of the walkway. We're uh, we're setting up a Chekhov's gun scenario here, and we need you to remember on the left, okay? Left side? Got it? Good. Thank you. Carry on. <clears throat> Inside, he puts the hawk on a bed and leaves to get reagents or something. But his list of reagents are like rosemary, thyme, celeriac. Oh, maybe a little bit of ginger. Ginger would be nice. Are
1: there, are, I think that he changed his mind midway through healing and decided to make a hawk soup.
0: Just get some herbs on it. I, I don't know that any of these plants have particular mesi- medicinal
1: I, qualities. Yeah, this dude is either mixed up and instead of reading the healing, like uh, the
0: healing recipe, he was reading the cooking recipe. Which I do want to play as in D&D. The medic cook who gets confused. <laughs> I like this character, but this, they it's didn't do awesome. this on purpose. We're I know, but... They're not doing this on purpose. They don't know how to make films.
1: No, no. They just didn't think, oh, medicinal, like... What... What's a
0: herb name? What's an herb name? Herbs are medicinal, right? How about that one? I'm
1: going to give them another uh, freebie here and say, hi, it was the 80s. If you wanted to do research, you had to go to an actual library.
0: And uh, look who's up got books. time for that?
1: Not these guys.
0: You know what Philippe knows, though, is how to pick locks, despite the fact that we've never seen him do this before. I have a question. He's just the rogue, I guess.
1: If he knows how to pick locks, yeah. why did he dig the tunnel out of prison yeah. and pick the lock in the prison? I had
0: that same question. Because oh. I guess there's two the guards or something. He but didn't like have tools. He didn't have tools. We, we have seen him dodge 50 dudes. He couldn't have done that at Aquila. Instead, he had to swim through the... Uh, you know what? Fine. They needed to set up some kind of dramatic entry or something. Sure. Fine. Okay.
1: They needed to set up the the mouse nickname and then never use it again, ever.
0: Yeah. And also, right now, you got to be like, well, he needs to break in because we need an excuse to get camera on this um, on this new character, the Lady Hawk, who is in bed injured with a bolt in her thing and Matthew Broderick man is sitting there going hey uh so weird question what 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 was what is going on who his how are you like a ghost or like a person how is this working and her answer is i think very clarifying and uh clears up the entire thing quite neatly i am sorrow oh my god Uh, okay.
1: Like I said, this film is yeah, worse. Yeah, fine. That
0: answers everything. Of course.
1: This film is worse when you just listen to it and don't see actually see it.
0: That really clears things up, doesn't it?
1: I mean, she was going for dramatic effects. She was going for, I uh, actually don't understand.
0: Imperius arrives and starts healing this patient with some sort of salve or marinade. We're not sure which. <laughs>
1: I forgot that so far he was making the thyme soup.
0: Uh, the hawk lady is going to have that bolt pulled out of her chest, which does not look fun. And I cut to the bishop being woken by Cezar, who is some sort of fur man. There's which a- you,
1: we needed to know that. We
0: need to know that he is a furry man.
1: Yeah, this is, a, this is a very useful information about this guy.
0: It is. Also, the bishop is like having some sort of seizure or something in his sleep. Was he? I guess it's either now or later. He's like, ah, ah, nightmare, ah, ah. and then somebody just bursts into his room. and goes, Bishop cesar is here.
1: Which makes me wonder why would we care about his about his like sleep habits if he has nightmares or stuff?
0: I think they're not good at making movies. Do you think so? I don't know. The lighting team seems pretty good. Cut to Imperius's monastery again, where Philippe has some questions. So, uh, what better time to gather round the fire and tell an epic tale? So, here's the thing: turns out the wolf is Navarre, the hawk is Isabeau Anjou, and they are in love. But also, the bishop is in love with her, and everyone else loved her too, kinda. And she was very popular. And see, she didn't like the bishop very much, so she did like, uh, she did like Etienne Navarre, and then the two of them shared the same confessor, and they told that bishop guy, like, oh, dude, I'm so in love with this other person, I gotta confess to you. And that guy got drunk one night and told the bishop, and was like, hey, do you know those two, You he spilled the tea, and this, this he didn't like it very much. And uh, so the bishop called upon the forces of darkness, because he can do that, I guess, to curse both of them. Okay, so here's the thing. Bishops have a pretty simple job, all told. They manage a bunch of churches, they take care of the finances, don't call upon the dark forces of evil, organize dress-down Fridays at the office, and that's about it.
1: Can I also just say that I preferred your delivery of this story to the film's delivery of this story? Yeah, me too. Guys, you will never understand how cheesy it was to actually listen to this part of the film.
0: I normally actually enjoy cheese. Yes. This cheese was ripe. It was real ripe.
1: And in huge quantities. and too much cheese. And this is where my question mark came in, where I wondered to myself, while I was listening to this, did people at the time see this and go, okay, or did they also say, this is so cheesy?
0: I don't know.
1: Have we become extremely, like media-savvy and uh, hypercritical and uh, cynical as humans, or...
0: I don't think media-savvy is a bad thing, first no, of all. No, me
1: neither. But, you know, we do consume, you know, intense amounts of media content than much, much more than we did that much time ago. Um, so you sort of become more interested in and you understand better the process of storytelling they
0: didn't have tv tropes back in back in the 80s time we can just go on to tv tropes and browse that forever and be like oh i understand some basics of uh, storytelling and character types and archetypes now
1: so but i think it's i i mean I know I'm joking, but in reality, I think it's a combination of things. I think people thought of it as cheesy, but I don't think it offended them as much as it has We are still talking
0: us. about the decade that, like, what other movies were made in the 80s? Because if we're talking the whole time period was that, then we are having to excuse every movie as if other movies were not good and even by media savvy stuff oh, no. now, we're like, oh, that was real good.
1: I'm not excusing it. I'm just wondering because it has become a sort of cult classic and people who were, you know, our age or a bit younger at the time remember this film. So it must have been watched by a few, quite a number of people.
0: Maybe people just really liked synth music and couldn't get enough of it.
1: No, I th- I just think it was, it, obviously it's a very bad film, but I'm not sure if it offended as much, but Yeah, then.
0: maybe not. I don't know. If you are an 80s person, please let us know. You can tweet out at one for Paul. Even better, if you watched this back
1: in the 80s, let us know.
0: Calling it now, foolish priest from his story is in fact imperious, speaking about himself in the third person.
1: No way, no, no way. No, unbelievable.
0: Unimaginable. I can't, it. I can't imagine
1: it. Of all the priests in all of the land and all of the drunken, you know. Guys. I can't even
0: imagine some of the priests in some of the lands.
1: Uh, this is another issue that I made a note of during this scene. Um, you know how sometimes actors um, have different um, volume levels. You know, there's, oh, yeah. there are some actors who like who like who like to speak at a lower volume, and...
0: and then you have Brian Blessed, yes, who is not in this film. I should point out, but as you've got a man whose entire thing is "Hello,"
1: yes. So another thing that um, that I noticed that uh, uh, another fault in this entirely offensive film uh, is that whoever did the sound design did not fix this.
0: Yeah. Well, mm, okay, so... uh, I'm not going to blame the sound team here. I would say there were some scenes here that you could have looped, but I don't think they had budget for ADR.
1: Yeah. I can also say that it might... But also not be the sound team's fault because maybe the director went, Oh, no. I want this guy's booming voice to be very distinct when everybody else talks like this.
0: Uh, no, delivery, like, that's fine. What, I, I'm not suggesting that the difference in delivery level is impossible to deal with. You can do it. You just have to ride the gain, which is difficult, right? No, and no, no. The guys in Hollywood, they're very good at this. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. Doable. What I think happened is they were not prepared for that difference, and they tried to say to the director, hey, could we get a second take on that? And the director said no. We don't get a second take on that. We're we're rolling with it. Uh, it's like you would redo stuff for lighting. You would redo shots for wardrobe, for continuity, for camera, but almost never for sound, because oh, you can usually fix it somewhere down the that's line. That's
1: quite sad because I don't know. I mean, I I'm like, I, I sound
0: is underappreciated in film. I, I mostly at least at a production level.
1: I mean, I, I mostly work in advertising where everything is planned. Oh, to... Yeah. To a, to a sickening degree. Um, but to, to the few film shooters that I've been in, I've been lucky enough where everybody was very, you know, caring and sensitive about everybody else's mm-hmm.
0: work. So it's all, Well, it's uh, like that now, especially. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Traditionally, back when we're talking about, like, tape rather than digital, mm-hmm. it's also... A little different there so uh, anyway we're we're risking getting very inside baseball yeah, production sorry. wise anyway, but it was
1: it, it was like another thing that sort of but yeah that's
0: uh, every episode has to have like i am a sound engineer so i'm gonna nerd out a little bit about it yeah. i did have a note about like man they're distorting a lot that poor sound team was not given the resources they needed
1: yeah shocking
0: I'm so sure. anyway the curse means that by day, Isabeau is a hawk, and by night, Navarre is a wolf, and they can only get a split second where they can sort of see each other, never quite touch. What if they hug? What if they hug and just stay there and then turn into it? And it was like, they get more than a split second then. What
1: if we didn't get that exposition halfway through the film?
0: Also, okay, so day, night, night, day, this is going to get solved with an eclipse, isn't it? Do you think? Yeah, it's going to get solved with an eclipse. <laughs> Ugh, all right, so cut to the bishop going through a bunch of wolf pelts delivered to him by Cesar, who I guess is a trapper, who the bishop was hired to kill all the wolves. And he says, like, well, I can't kill every wolf. Like, what do you want me to do? It's a big plague, so, like, I can't, like, literally there's more wolves than people now. I can't, like, I can kill a lot of them. I'm good at this. But, you know, what do you want me to do? Extinct the whole species? The bishop is like, look, here's what I need you to do. Uh, the wolf, uh, I want, I want the wolf is going to be with a woman. The woman's name is Isabeau. The wolf I want is the wolf who loves her. He's a black wolf. Yeah, cool. Great. Good information.
1: Do you have a trap for that? Can you make like a... So
0: Cesar is sitting here listening to this guy, like, cause we know, right? But Cesar does not know the details of this. Cesar is sitting there going like, okay, so you want me to catch a black wolf? Yeah, how am I gonna know it's the one you want like a specific wolf? Yeah. How will I know it's the one you want? Well, it's gonna be with a with a woman named Isabeau, and she loves the wolf. She loves it a lot. She's super into this wolf. Wow. And he's like, uh Ahead of how, time this sh- film. how should I be interpreting this? I don't understand. Find me the wolf that loves this lady. <laughs> An increasingly confused Cezar is like, all right, I'll just trap a bunch more of them. Sure. All right.
1: Does this guy ask for enough mining for this or?
0: I certainly hope so. Getting,
1: is he getting a, some, of, some of it ahead? Uh, like half and half? half Whatever half and he's, half he's half being half
0: paid or... cannot be enough no. to deal with this boss. Cut back to Isabeau as she wakes up to Philippe who is waiting at her bedside. At first I was like, is that creepy? But no, she's like injured and he's waiting to see if she needs him at her, like her hospital bed.
1: Yeah. It becomes creepy later on.
0: It becomes creepy later on. But right now I'm like, okay, there not, is not very, quite creepy yet.
1: There is a very specific line. Yeah, That is. I think we're probably talking about the same I one. Think
0: we're thinking we might have the same note. I will let you do that one when we get to it. Oh, <laughs> <So> no. <laughs> they have a brief conversation where Philippe lies slightly about what Navarre said. Uh, Nice to see the rogue finally rolling high on deception checks.
1: It happened once.
0: Yep. Uh Uh-oh, guards are on their way. Also, it turns out Imperius was, in fact, dum-dum-dum-dum, the priest who betrayed them. (gasps) How could we have ever known? Fortunately, he knows how to cure the curse for some reason.
1: Of course he does. Uh, He he waited all this time because, of course, he did, but...
0: Yeah, he also
1: does know how to solve it
0: see they have to go to the bishop and a day without a night and a night without the day it's an eclipse he he needs them to be like there's going to be an eclipse in three days and you need to go there and be in front of the bishop and he has to look at you both of you why why does this do it but okay uh, here comes the guards we just saw in that brief cutaway they break down the door and we cut to a shot of Isabeau, which I can only describe as Tarantino esque. <laughs> you, you know why? I know why. You know why? Yeah. Outside Imperius' uh, home, alone's the bishop men.
1: <laughs> I do.
0: He totally just home alone's them.
1: <laughs> he does. He does. He does.
0: You, you remember that gun that Chekhov left right lying right there? You got to walk on the left side. Guess where the guard doesn't walk.
1: I know, he tripped.
0: Oh no, he fell down, the man. But uh-oh, they try to get away, but are spotted by that other guard who chases them up to the tower, and Isabeau falls off. If only she had some sort of, I don't know, flight power? Some ability to not fall and take
1: damage? So much screaming in this scene as well. I could almost listen the director's voice going, I need a more higher pitch, if you can try it again, um, just... um." Can just we speed bit, up the tape? Make it higher pitched? Just, just a bit more terrified, like, uh, like a, let's say there's like a wolf, like to, uh, chopping off your leg
0: or something. No, Michelle, I'm telling you, you're not. I need you to be afraid, afraid, more afraid, super afraid, like so as, afraid,
1: so afraid as afraid has never been.
0: Please be more afraid, Michelle. It this is, is my stage direction. It is
1: absolutely
0: ridiculous. The the amount of afraid, like from 1 to 10, it's a 15. Oh my lord, that's 5 more than afraid units. <laughs> there are <sighs> But uh-oh, they tr- oh god, what what So she turns into a hawk. <laughs> and would you look at those effects. I don't know if I'm calling them Special effects, because they're just overlaid fade transitions, one after the other, with like swooshing sounds and, music, and hawk sounds. The
1: music that comes in sounds like what would play in the 80s before a logo showed up.
0: Yeah, or like at the start of a planetarium show. You,
1: you know, or oh, you know that sound that the PlayStation 1 used to make?
0: Oh god, that was better than this. It was, obviously. The PlayStation but. 1 sound was for real and I w- this is a this is a pro PlayStation 1 intro sound, household, please. <laughs> so the guard tries to kill Philippe but he's shot by Navarre who is here now. Yeah, G- I guess he walked.
1: <laughs> he walked it. He walked the distance.
0: He's going for speed. God, that is a deep cut. Any any cake fans out there? High five. <laughs> At this point, we can fast forward a bit since the pace really slows down for a while. <clears throat> They spend a long time umming and awing about what to do next. Navarre wants to kill the bishop, but Imperius wants to break the curse, which Navarre also wants to do, but doesn't believe that Imperius' escape, escape eclipse method will work, and besides killing the bishop will feel real good, and he wants to feel real good. and He wants to kill the bishop, but Philippe... Now invested in what's uh, in how all this turns out for some reason, wants to break the curse too, which Navarre misreads as some sort of love triangle situation, but it isn't a love triangle situation, and this subplot is resolved with an honest conversation, which actually I appreciate.
1: Is this where the crazy line was in, or is it later on?
0: Well, it, yeah, so he, I calls think her, it was here. he calls her Lady Hawk, just like in the movie.
1: That wasn't my problem.
0: Yeah, you know, like the title of the movie we're watching.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm aware. I'm yeah. aware, but I'm also because remembering... it's important
0: to watch the movie and be told what the title of the movie is. For
1: all credits. Um...
0: And they both smiled when they said the, the 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 name Lady Hawk in a perfect recreation of the pitch meeting. Yeah. Sorry, you were saying.
1: No, it's just that. Uh... I think I remember this—that this—that the scene where that horrible line was in was here, but I might, it might be
0: later on. Also, let's not tell her why we're going back to Aquila and and make plans since she's not a crucial part of them. I yeah, guess. Yeah, who? What, why? Well, you know, leave the lady brains uh, undisturbed. She is a lady and therefore has no agency. Don't you understand?
1: Yeah, let her little mind at rest. She doesn't need to. Don't you worry
0: your pretty little head. Yeah. The men are in charge. Yeah. And we'll fix your problems for you. (laughs) As if. Um. Now instead, let us dance instead. And drink wine. And we're at an inn now. And they go out to get some wine after dancing to no music. I guess Cesar is here and he's got a bunch of wolf pelts and then she screams and screams and screams. Boy, does she scream.
1: Like again, again, from one to 10, the fear level go to an 18 this time. Maybe.
0: Oh my God, that's eight more than is units on the scale. And now Philippe has blurted out Isabeau's name and now Cesar is like, Isabeau, cool. I'm going to look nearby for a wolf, I guess.
1: I have a question. Okay. How would the bishop know if he killed the right wolf?
0: That's, um. well, you see, uh, listen, the men are in charge and we it's fine. Couldn't Cesar just
1: find any random black wolf?
0: The men are in charge. It's fine. <laughs> Everything is under control because the men are doing it. It's okay.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, I found the little Isabel. Here's the here's the wolf head.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Totally this one. Yeah, uh that'll this be is the Two hundred thanks. Perfect. Yeah.
1: This is oh, this is not the Isabel you were looking for? How would I know? This is you told me Isabel, this is the one she guess had I'll
0: keep looking. it will be four hundred for the next one though, because I'm starting to run out of traps. There you go. Back to the American Rockies. Navarre is crossbow fishing in frozen water and then drags Philippe near the fire be- because I guess he, uh, sure. And quite reasonably wondering why the hawk that he calls to his arm goes instead to Philippe's arm when called. And he's like, oh, hey, no, 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 no. Well, wow, what happened last night though? And i were like, oh, did I go to an inn? Yeah, I went to an inn. You took her to an inn? Well, yeah, and then we we needed to change into dry clothes. You watched her change. What? Why are you? What is this? And then you just like talk for a bit. And there's like, yeah, look, buddy, yeah, she's super pretty. It crossed my mind, but she's but all she does is talk about you. So like, I know what I'm not wanted. Just, we're chill. Don't worry about it. And if I was like, oh yeah, cool, bro, f- bro, bump, fist bump, let's go.
1: I have to say that you have um you have toned down the line because it completely made me go. Ugh. When I heard it. Oh, that's
0: because I was letting you do it. Yeah, all yours. You go ahead. What oh, is the line? Oh, God.
1: He was like, did he I can't. Did he actually use the word fantasize? Uh,
0: I think he said, I did have my fantasies.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was like, I did have my fantasies. I'm like, bro, what?
0: Dude, bro, not cool. Bro this come went, on now.
1: This went in a film? I don't want to listen to this. First of all, I have so many issues with this. Just so many of them. Yeah. Like.
0: Issue one, why?
1: It was, first of all, disgusting on a personal level. Like, dude, do whatever you want in your head. Don't say it out loud. Number one problem. Number second problem, they put this in a film.
0: Yeah. The word fantasy is not great in this context. (sighs) Just ugh. In general, the way I was reading the line was, hey listen, bro. Yeah, she's super hot. That's fine. I like I do I definitely am attracted to her, but like what am I gonna do? First of all, you have that sword you keep yeeting at me, so that's not happening. And second of all She's not into it. This is so like, I'm like out. That's fine. Such there a, is no issue here.
1: Like th- this was the part where I was like, this is unnecessary like objectification and posturing. And why is it even a love triangle? Like, this doesn't exist. Why? This didn't need to be a love triangle. Not only that, I keep asking myself, why are we following the NPC in this film? Why is Why is this film because set up like he- this?
0: Because he is the NP he is the pretty young Hollywood guy what with the big name on the poster.
1: But you know, the blonde guy is I guess somewhat attractive.
0: I- is he? I don't know. I he- mean we're talk let's be clear, if- neither of us is qualified to comment on the attractiveness of men. Let's be clear about this. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like uh, he's—I like, find his hair weird. I think his eyes are creepy, and I think his—he looks like a strangled chicken. I
1: know, but if you ask me, I cannot even bring the face of the Matthew Broderick character to my mind. I'm like some lanky dude. He was—he was vaguely. Oh, are
0: we talking about him? No, yeah, he's kind of cute.
1: He was vaguely like brunette, and that's all I know. That's what he's I know about like this a guy.
0: Brown-haired, nondescript Hollywood man. Yes who is super thin.
1: And that's it. That's, that's all the information it. I have about this guy who is a, the big name in this film. So, I'm sort of yeah, I keep thinking that he had like one film left in his contract and they were like take this one.
0: I'm sure we'll return to the actual plot at some point, right?
1: I don't want to after this point when and the thing is this is this is the kind of thing that doesn't register when you're actually watching it because yeah. your 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 mind is assaulted by so many offenses. Some of them skip you, they just run you by and yeah. then I listened to it, and it, it just – my skin started crawling. I thought, why did this – exist? why does this exist? Why?
0: Frankly, that's even a creepy conversation for guys to have, which is like, hey, stay off my woman. And yeah. the guy's like, oh, yeah, no worries. That's fine.
1: Yeah, it just sort of – like I said, unnecessary posturing and just um, – it's it's a very –
0: on the other hand, they resolved a conflict with a friendly conversation. So I'm giving them points for that.
1: Yes, but was there conflict to
0: resolve? That's the I guess that's not exactly <laughs> resolved, is it?
1: No, because... Because Philippe
0: was... is like a known liar.
1: The... He
0: even lies to God that couple of times. He...
1: I find all of that secondary to the fact that this conversation was, you know, unnecessary and it felt...
0: The whole plot point was unnecessary. And it
1: felt like, it felt toxic, it felt sexist and, you know, that sort of, I'm a guy and I need to protect my woman from a threat that
0: doesn't exist. She belongs exist. to me.
1: Yeah, it was, exactly, it was, you know... Ugh, I need mind.
0: to protect her from other people.
1: And the nothing that that, you know... Yeah, the absolute nothing that there is here.
0: Anyway, Imperius is here, failing to convince Navarre to delay his trip to Aquila until the eclipse day in a couple of days. This whole thing is going to take, like, a minute, so let's skip to the part where the plot happens. Because in the meantime, there's shots of lovely moons and sunsets and horse riding and and uh, Black Wolf close-ups and Isabeau tying her shoes And Philippe finally tells Isabeau about the break curse plan. Speaking of shoes. Yep. The costumes. Wear this bath towel. It's fine. We put arms in it. We didn't. Okay. Sorry. We didn't put arms in it. Wear this bath towel
1: the fabrics as well it's so jarring i it mean is a bit. You, you, obviously you're watching it the, there is no suspension of disbelief in regards to whether this is medieval france or anything like that
0: you know that stuff they made muppets out of <laughs> i think it's the stuff they made muppets out of
1: could be um you know it's uh 100% polyester in the uh, 14th in uh 14th century france
0: yeah it's one of those centuries they never say
1: Oh yeah, well. You but know. the
0: plague is happening. They had polyester so I guess...
1: back then, didn't they? The 1300s? I mean the plague is happening, 1300s. so sixteen hundreds? They still had plastic and stuff like that. They had TVs and they had
0: They did, you're right. How foolish yeah. of me. Oh of course. Oh don't worry. How would you survive otherwise, I ask you? <laughs> Couldn't possibly. So uh yeah, they get a bunch of B reel and Philippe finally tells Isabel, Oh hey, by the way, here's the plan. And I guess it involves digging a big hole and trapping Wolf Navar in it long enough to delay him until... they are just going to put him in a pole for a while until it's time to go. And then we'll be like, all right, now you may go. But this doesn't exactly go to plan since Wolf Navar instead falls through the ice. And they must save him from the ice. Given some credit to the movie here, because fun fact, they did pretty much the correct thing to do an ice rescue. Okay. Yeah, like you're supposed to splay out big on the ice to give a lot of surface area. And then uh, sort of work your way slowly as uh, safe as you can, tie Mm -hmm. yourself to something solid. In this case, they plant the sword in the ice behind them. I might have gone a little closer to shore, but yeah, they're panicking. It's fine. But yeah, it's like it's rare to see actual working techniques in movies. So I'm like, all right, good.
1: It's extra shocking to see it in this particular movie.
0: Somebody in this movie was like, okay, so this is how it's done. I've done it before. I am from Canada or something. Like, I, I don't know. I think
1: that's the most likely situation because, like we said, this was shot in the 80s. They had no Google. So there were probably somebody in cast and crew. Uh, who was a, either Canadian or from another region that has a lot of snow and ice lakes and knew what, what actually is done.
0: It's probably somebody who just like started laughing their butts off on set and they're like, wait, what? How do how does it work though? And he's like, okay, here's how you do it.
1: Can you imagine when they actually started shooting something completely different, where she was just running on the I ice? I imagine
0: they had a meeting beforehand. But then again... Do you? Mm, I was assuming they were competent for a second there, but... Anyway, they all decided they should just take a break to break the curse, but actually Navarro still wants to kill the bishop, which I guess is going to not break the curse, because if they kill him, it won't do it. So I guess the plan is to do both, question mark? Honestly, it's not clear what or how or when they decide to do whatever it is that they intend to do, but they're definitely doing it. They are filled with determination. Sure they are. After far too long faffing about for no reason, the heroes arrive at Aquila and begin their infiltration. Step one, present the wolf as a gift for the bishop. Good thing Imperius succeeds on his persuasion check. Step two, swim back through that grate from earlier in the movie. You remember the swimming through the sewer thing, that part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember can't too. Forget. The movie is reminding me aggressively. Uh, so at this point, Navarre instructs Imperius to kill Isabeau. You know, um, okay, sorry. So what? I am as confused as you are. I, okay. So, hey, Imperius, here's the thing. I'm going to go in there and do what I need to do. But if I'm not back, uh, but if you hear the church bells ring and it's, it's, then it means it was a peaceful ceremony and something went wrong and you have to kill the bird. Why would, why would it be okay to do this?
1: Uh, do you want me to answer as a viewer, or do you want me to go into the filmmaker's head and answer that question
0: for you? Make a choice. I, mm, I don't know which one of those I want. Which one is more disappointing? Because the other one, please. Um, I guess from a filmmaker's point of view,
1: uh, obviously, he's not going to consider the, the, the titular character. He has never considered her this entire time. No, so she, in, she
0: is a MacGuffin.
1: So in his mind, it's sort of like, oh, well, we don't want the, the bishop to get the MacGuffin, so... You know, if the protagonist dies, you need to destroy the MacGuffin, obviously.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Because you don't want the bishop to have
0: the MacGuffin, do you? You cannot allow the bishop to have the MacGuffin. There you go. You know, that object. Exactly. That we need to protect. And that is the filmmaker's point of view, everyone. Hooray? Question mark? (laughs) What is the other perspective? I mean... (sighs)
1: Do, do you do you even want to go into it? It's, oh my
0: God, I don't think we need to. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. It's, it's
1: self-explanatory and it's sort of...
0: What? Women are things.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. It's, it's shocking to see. It's not that long ago that this film was made. It's not... This wasn't made in 1920. This was... Uh, this isn't it. It isn't that long a time and... It's shockingly different to to what we have now, which is we're, we're grateful. There's still some issues, but we're grateful that we're not there anymore. Um, but to see it with the current viewpoint and go back not 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 that far back and see this, it's jarring to say the least.
0: I haven't noticed until now, but Navarre's helmet is real dumb. <laughs> is real dumb <laughs> it's like some kind of football helmet with it like bits of tinfoil flapping about in it's, front of them it's
1: brilliant
0: that's it's, one way to find defi- it's fantastic guys. is it
1: it's brilliant is, I it? Love is it really it. yes for comedic effects
0: gorgeous it's very funny i will give you that i don't think they were going for funny no
1: it's, but they don't get what they were going for so we might at least laugh
0: Uh, That's fair. Anyway, uh, he bursts into the church on his horse, and then the congregation just sort of let him through.
1: Sacrilegious.
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, the the door was opened by Mouse, who like snuck into the place by that grate from before, you know. Like a mouse? Like a mouse would. And they even call him a rat because that one guy gets stabbed in the bottom of the foot and goes, oh no, rats. I don't know what I would think, but... They
1: set up something, and it paid off. Yeah. It finally happened.
0: Hey, Chekhov, where'd you put that gun of yours? (laughs) Yeah, he bursts in, and the congregation just sort of stand there, except for the guard captain who decides to joust him. Uh, Okay, so uh, there's like several lancers in here. Mm -hmm. Lancers are a specifically anti-cavalry force. Yeah, I know. So any one of them just could have clicked. Yeah. Just squinch right in there.
1: Yeah. but I'm like, ah, oh,
0: Goliath, they're, you're done. They're
1: part of the, part of the audience. They, they There is no audience participation in this.
0: Yeah. And then he just sort of... Gallops ahead. Gallops. They just joust and they go back and forth a couple of times. I mean, it's cool horse work, I guess, inside a church, but... All right.
1: If you're if you're, if you're going to give money for the horses, you might as well use them as what's happening
0: here. We paid all this money for horses. We got a joust. It's like the law or something. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, we get a couple of close-ups of the bishop, who surely will experience some sort of emotional reaction.
1: Maybe he's trapped in a nightmare and he thinks this is a dreamer. He's like, oh, wake
0: up. Maybe they didn't have wake enough b real of him reacting to things. <laughs> Uh, Looking up at the eclipse happening, because the guard captain tries to huck his helmet at, up at the horse um, man still, and it goes through the window in slow motion. His helmet, same kind, but gold stuff instead of black stuff. And he looks up at the eclipse, and he's like, Oh, right, night without day, day without... ah, oh, cool, it turns out the priest was right. Oh, no. Oh, no, I told Isabe- I know Imperius to kill Isabeau. You know, for all those reasons I had. You remember my reasons, right? Anyway. How could I forget? Oh, of course you forgot. That's your fault for it not making sense. (laughs) They keep sword fighting, and I guess the bell ringers thought it was like, we still got to ring the bell, though. I mean, my job hasn't changed. So they start trying to ring the bell, and then one of them gets like, is it a crossbow or like hucks a knife at him and goes, wow, I was expecting a Wilhelm scream here, by the way. Really? I was disappointed that there was <laughs> not a Wilhelm scream. I, I've i never been disappointed before in not having a Wilhelm scream. <sighs> but here I was like, it's a comedy movie. Why did they not? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like quite weirdly mechanical. It
1: is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And like, do they know about Navarre's? instruction to kill Isabeau? Is that why? Like, how could they... Does they do not give a shit? How dare they? How could they... Anyway, also Philippe is here uh, to deliver the sword from the caravan thing. I guess it wasn't lost in the ice. Uh, and here it is. And it's a callback to that first intro of Navarre. The guard captain falls onto Navarre's sword, but oh no, if only he'd been wearing some sort of chain mail. <clears throat> Pet peeve. Armor doesn't work ever in movies.
1: Well, in this case, I don't think they even had the budget for armor. They sent him in his pajamas.
0: That's fair. That part's forgivable. Just like have him, you know, stab him in the armpit or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, the bishop, seemingly unfazed by all of this, almost experiences an emotion. <laughs> and he sends uh that one guy with the spear forward finally, and he goes, ah. That doesn't work. Lancer's not very good at lancing. Uh, See, here's the thing. Uh, He knows that if he dies, the curse goes on forever. And Isabeau, but Isabeau is here and not dead and also human. And Navarre forces him to look at both of them. So there's no curse now, I guess. Um, Imperius goes, ah, he's broken the curse. That's how we know the curse is broken. Also,
1: Navarre keeps screaming, like, look at (laughs) her.
0: Yeah, that's right. Look at me. Look at her. Now look at both of us. Now look up. Now look down. Now turn around. Now jump on one leg. Maybe he's checking his eyesight. Kind of bullshit that the bishop gets to live, though, eh? So Isabeau takes the hawk, tether, and harness uh, from that she was previously wearing and sort of symbolically drops them in front of the bishop, who evidently knows what this means. Because he winces – and tries to stab her in the back as she leaves. Fortunately, Navarre has a standard-issue Navarre solution to this problem. Yeet! Yeet! (laughs) Kind of great that the bishop doesn't get to live, eh? Moment we're all
1: waiting for.
0: They triumphantly embrace while the congregation, who did not run away in horror after watching the brutal murder of their political and spiritual leader happen in front of them, uh, stand and silently watch them. Then uh, they have a team huddle with Philippe and Imperius, who sort of leave with no consequences. As triumphant music plays and the gathered crowd cheer approvingly, the, the, for
1: whatever reason,
0: the people who were at this, con- you know,
1: who were suffering from famine and other sort of stuff, and
0: but they were literally at, about the famine. They're the congrega- They're the bishops' people.
1: Yeah, but And he- they're
0: like, Oh yeah, we don't like him anyway.
1: Oh no, the bishop died. Oh well.
0: Oh well. Long live the bishop. Hooray. <laughs> Roll credits? Roll credits. Uh mm. What happened to a protagonist? Yeah, you left. Yeah. You just left. I mean
1: the NPCs are only there as long as the the PCs are there, and then they disappear into the ether.
0: Yeah. So do do people think this is a good movie?
1: I am shocked by this, but apparently um
0: Do people enjoy watching this movie?
1: Apparently so. Apparently so.
0: Well those people are wrong. I agree. Um No, nah, I for real. I like, no. I don't I don't see it. I guess I mean, if you're into camp, maybe I think it's
1: more like maybe nostalgia.
0: Um maybe. Oh, I saw it when I was a kid.
1: Yeah. Something like that. Although to be to be fair, I've seen a lot. I was I used to see a lot of stuff as a kid that I enjoyed, and then later on I watched them again. I was like, oh god,
0: oh no, I liked this.
1: Yeah,
0: shocking. Here's the thing. Uh, to me, the serious moments felt silly. The romantic moments felt unfulfilling and contrived, and frequently creepy. Uh, the character motivations were weird and the ending was nonsensical.
1: Um, I agree. I think...
0: Like, I'm just talking about the feeling of watching the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: when yeah. When I
0: knew for a fact that it's like, this is the romantic moment. You're supposed to feel a certain way about romantic moments. I did not feel that way and, in fact, frequently felt the opposite way.
1: There is also the fact that this film is two hours long.
0: It's so long.
1: It's two hours long. And most of the time you're wondering, why am I watching this? Why is this useful to me? Why are they doing this? Why are they here? Why are they sitting down talking?
0: We have to talk about Isabeau.
1: <sighs> what is there to say?
0: She did not have a lot of agency she... about anything that happened to or around her. I mean... <sighs> that bothered me a lot. Like, occasionally I was like, oh, well, now is the point where she's going to make a decision for herself. Nope. No, the men make all the decisions for her. She is occasionally informed about what they're going to do. The guy who supposedly loves her at the end just says, like, well, if I can't have her, then kill the bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Saying literally to the priest, did you ever consider that this was maybe God's plan, that he wanted you to kill her, like, straight in the throat with a knife? Maybe you should do that. For those of you not watching at home and listening instead because we don't film these, you should be watching my face just screaming right now, but I cannot scream because my poor throat has still the laryngitis. The I am angry at this aspect of the film.
1: That what what is I think what the, for me the more shocking part is how all of this is done in a very casual sort of
0: like this yeah, is, of course.
1: This is absolutely one hundred percent normal.
0: Yeah, this is normal. This is not, she's a hawk sometimes. This, this is normal.
1: This no no no. I mean,
0: and also she's the, a woman. So yeah like,
1: the 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 way this character has, in quote, evolved throughout the film doesn't doesn't feel. It's just such an afterthought. Such a it's a decorative element. It's like sort of, it's.
0: Replace Isabeau with the Holy Grail. Yeah. And the story does not change.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Replace
0: her with a thing that he lost last week and wants to get back. Yeah. The plot does not change. Replace it with the bishop's stole uh, of like an etching of my mother. Yeah. And yeah. the story does not change. Yeah,
1: it's a... It's this a, is
0: the very definition Isabel of objectification.
1: Isaboy is a, is a Monet painting and they're fighting over who will get to keep, to keep it. And um, in the end, uh, Navarro says, well...
0: Well, if, if I, I can't die, have it...
1: Just throw that thing into the river.
0: Just throw it in care. the fire.
1: I don't care. Burn it. Yeah.
0: It's a thing. Yeah. And... I cannot even imagine watching this as a woman.
1: It's sort of... It's not as bad, to be honest
0: i've I've seen some worse ones but no, like no, no
1: it's because it's because it's so it's so it's done so casual and she barely exists in the film like as a viewer you yourself you don't see a woman i was more insulted by i don't know natasha's death in endgame than i was insulted oh by... spoilers oh i'm sorry you haven't seen this film yeah you should um... probably watch that one <laughs> Spoilers, Natasha Dice. No, you shouldn't. Spoilers,
0: Natasha dies. No, you shouldn't.
1: That, Spoilers, film, Natasha dies. That, that film is that film is uh is a, is a, a different of story. Anyway. Um so we can
0: talk about that I one in on another episode if I you was want.
1: I was more insulted by that because Natasha originally had agency. She really she had a storyline. She was a developed character that I cared about. Isabel is, to me as well, doesn't exist. She's nobody. She's nobody. She doesn't exist. She's Michelle Pfeiffer looking pretty. Um so it's sort of jarring to realize at some point. I think for me, it happened um the moment that I was like, oh, my God, what am I watching? Um Was when she was injured and she was screaming at, you know, w- when she was hanging on because, oh my God, can she fly? Um And I thought somebody made her scream to the top of her lungs because this is what they needed her to do. Yeah. And um it's not even dialogue, it's just screams. And that hurt my soul. And I that was the moment for me.
0: Um There's one moment she almost takes agency where like she tries to get on the horse and hunt down Cesar, but she doesn't actually do anything which affects no, the plot. No, no. no Stuff no. still just happens around her. Yeah. Yeah. All that is is like She has a a hissy fit and brings a knife and goes, I'm going to kill you. And then the guy dies next to her. Due to what that man does.
1: Yeah, and uh, the 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 longest that any, anybody ever spoke about her was, I think, the priest uh, when he was telling the
0: story to. And R&B at least NBC. the priest seems to think no, like, this is like problem, an unfortunate thing I did to this poor young woman.
1: And my, no, but he, that's not what he's the way he's talking about her. It's such an objectification thing where oh, she was so pretty, we all loved her. She was so pretty, we
0: all loved her. Yeah, that's why she's but valuable.
1: Yeah, because she's pretty, and that's the end of the line for her. That's all she does. She was She's super pretty. pretty. She's super pretty and that's it. That's what so get. She was so pretty
0: though. You don't understand. Yeah. She was so pretty yeah. that all of the boys wanted her. Yeah. And that's that made her a high value item.
1: And it brought her like misfortune because she was so pretty. So if you think about
0: it, it was her fault. It was her fault. <laughs> the things that happened to her were her fault for being pretty.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, that
0: thing she gets to control. <laughs>
1: uh. So, yeah, I... Like I said, it's it's very very sort of in your face sexism. Um,
0: it's also a waste of a good Pfeiffer.
1: It's also a waste of a good Pfeiffer.
0: She's very good. I wanted to see her do stuff. Yeah. The movie did not let me see I want a cool piper doing cool things.
1: I want a remake where uh, Lady Hawk is a kick ass fighter and turns into a hawk at night, oh my so God, nobody yes. can catch her. That would be so cool.
0: I would prefer that. Let's make that.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. <sighs> I want a movie where it's like Lady Hawk and the Lady Hawks. You're going to hate me for this pun. She has a cool ass band.
0: You're going to hate me for this pun. Yeah. The role didn't let her stretch her wings very much.
1: Oh, God.
0: Hey, no, finger gun. No, the,
1: the role Just, actually cut off her wings.
0: Yeah, it did. We've mentioned the music a few times, but it was so weird. It frequently set the exact opposite tone to what the, the visuals were telling me. Like, I'm watching men get cut down with a sword, and it's like 80s montage stairway infomercial music. Like, I'm expecting somebody to come out and, like, sell me a new kind of knife. Look at this sword. It it slices, it dices, it makes this kind of thing. And if you buy it now, you get this weird helmet that doesn't work.
1: The the music is so wrong, and it's not wrong because you know
0: it's totally wrong. So, yes,
1: so many so many things in this film are wrong because there was no budget. For example, oh, costu- yeah. the costumes—they're horrible. Yeah. Um, the was locations. there budget for
0: music, or was it just like but one even, dude's son with a synth?
1: But the thing is, even if there wasn't, just. Go on public record and find somebody playing the flutes and put that in, and it would make more sense.
0: Do the Titanic flute meme, and it would be better. Yes. Or actually have the same effect, come to think of it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um. So it just sounds so very wrong. Were the action scenes supposed to be funny? No, 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 no. I... And that's one thing about this film is it takes itself entirely seriously. There isn't a moment where they're sort of winking at you. Not a um, one. Not a single moment. They think themselves as a dramatic fantasy romance.
0: And then the fight scene happens and they have the music go on and I started laughing.
1: Definitely. And then
0: I watched it. And I'm like, oh, no, they're serious. Hang on. And I felt bad for laughing. Yes. Yes. Is that what the movie's reaction – wanted that was what they wanted for me to feel? You know what's funny to me is the whole thing didn't feel like watching a movie. It felt like watching a stage play. like really? Like an amateur production college <laughs> stage play. Like think about the last scene in, where people are just like milling about. Yeah. You know, people just wanted to be involved in, you know, a couple of the – technical crew who weren't needed for the last scene just sort of throw on a costume and go and be like, oh, I'll stand here with my thing and look concerned, right? Like, it it looked like that. The staging was not very – I hate the word filmic, but you know what I mean. I do know what
1: you mean, yeah.
0: It didn't feel like they were using the camera well a lot of the time. It was very – And most of the time I'll tell people, hey, look, I'm glad you kept it in the wide. Show me the art direction. Keep things in nice, deep focus so I can see all the cool stuff you made for the movie. This movie didn't have a lot of cool stuff to see.
1: Uh, Usually when I'm talking about a film, I like to look up uh, details about how it was made, how they worked on it, who worked on it. I have looked up nothing on this. I'm sort of – on the one hand, I have this this sort of um, – curiosity in terms of how did things go this wrong?
0: Oh, yeah. It's um, like a morbid curiosity. Yeah,
1: morbid curiosity. That's the word. Um But, yeah, I haven't given
0: into it. Did and... you care about any of the characters' plot or anything? Did you care about anything in this movie?
1: No, I was actually – I was super annoyed at the fact – Aside from the sexism, I was super annoyed at the fact that, it, to me, it made zero sense that we're following around uh, David uh, Broderick's character. I could
0: see it if the thing he was following made sense for him to follow.
1: I would even Like,
0: make- I, let's say Navarre had a thing that he needed... Right? Yeah, then yeah. Then it would make sense for him to be like, look, I need the thing. And he's like, okay, well, you help me and I'll give you the thing. Yeah. There was zero reason for him but to be there. But
1: he was also, you know, here we are talking about, you know, um, Is- Isabel having no agency. Nobody had agency in this film, to be honest It was weird fair. that way, wasn't it? Was it was the... the
0: um, <sighs> Who actually makes a decision? Navarre makes a couple of decisions. Uh, the bishop decides to send people after Navarre. yeah the captain does his job that's i think Navarre makes like one decision
1: but if you question it i mean there is no there is no motiv- there is there isn't a big motivator in most in most things done and
0: our, i guess Navarre wants revenge
1: and you can sort of you are wondering who am i following right now why am i watching this
0: the movie is 2 hours long
1: yeah the, the which is about, why is
0: the movie 2 hours it's long it's about
1: at least 40 minutes longer than it needed to be. Oh, at, at least. least 40 minutes.
0: I mean, I could cut most of that B plot out about the like the love triangle nonsense that they tried to shoehorn in. Don't know why that was there at all. Right? Just make it an adventure story. Yeah. Right? Make it a cool adventure and story. Make goodness, it Robin Hood like.
1: And for goodness sake, cut out the, the point of view character. He made no sense.
0: I wouldn't even cut him, I would just not have him be point of view. Have him be like the convenient rogue character who occasionally steals something plot important. He's
1: the sidekick. He's He's the sidekick. He's such a sidekick character.
0: uh, That's what I'm saying. He's a fun sidekick character, but don't point of view him and don't treat him like the protagonist. I agree. But like, yeah, why not? Have the cool like rogue character. And occasionally he's like... Oh, no, we didn't get thing that we were requesting to get. And he's like, didn't we? And he pulls it out and he's like, oh, you rascal, you pickpocketed it. Like, that could be fun.
1: You know, I think what would be the only way I could think of fixing this film, aside, of, aside from making sort of... Just do Isabel. it again. From, Option a
0: different script.
1: Aside from making Isabel like a, like a kick-ass uh, badass lady, um, would be to have these two people, uh, to have the priest, like, be wrong. So they're not actually in love with each other. But the bishop sort of curses them anyway. And what do they do with this? Nothing. They are so, yeah. they're like, oh, so I can be a bird a day. That's cool.
0: I don't even think you need to make her into a big badass to make it work. I think she can still be the victim of circumstance, but is desperately trying to not be the victim of this particular circumstance and tries to escape a bunch. And maybe she discovers that the curse is, being a hawk is actually a blessing and manages to escape. Like I, I do like a protagonist who's like coming at things from a point of weakness. You could, yeah. you could also turn her into a big badass. But I mean, like even failing the sort of let's make her the let's make her big and strong and able to defeat all people. No,
1: no, no, no. You don't have to do that. No, I, I. That's what I'm saying. That you can sort of go the other way around, where you're there, like.
0: We're just writing a different movie now.
1: That's being hawk during the day sounds pretty cool. I Yeah, yeah. My good night. During
0: the day she is a hawk and can, during the night she is a human I and can she may with not li- she is the night walker. Yeah. And the day soarer or something like, you know. It would be for, it would be a very cool movie. Here's the thing. We're just writing a different movie. Yeah. We're not optioning this script. No. No we're just taking a different script you know
1: this is a con- we're
0: we're giving a slightly larger budget to a better team i that look, look, i here's the thing i've been feeling mean about the way we've been treating some of the work these folks did i'm sure they did the best they could with what they had
1: um from a technical point of view i will agree that uh we you know the lighting team is, was great this is this is no what i mean is you know you have this budget you have this time you have this space in time where you can you know you have two three months whatever to show yeah. this thing um Whatever you can, you do the You have a month
0: and a hundred thousand to do it. You
1: make the most of it. So I am definitely not gonna, you know, uh, you know, shit on.
0: We have $2,000 for ADR. One day costs $600. Having
1: said that, what I am going to sort of (coughs) be very critical of is the script. Oh, yeah. Um, and the fact that, you know, somebody read this, approved this, put this into production oh multiple people multiple like meetings people, happened like w- read this thing and went yeah let's go for it um and the 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 casualness of you know a very sort of toxic behavior is very very jarring i did not because you don't see films like this anymore in terms good of, no that no what i mean is. When you're going to watch a film from 30, 40 years ago, it's going to be a good one. Because you're not going to go back in the 80s to see something...
0: Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. You're
1: not going to go find some mediocre script and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch this. No. If you're going to watch a mediocre film, it's going to happen because you want to go to the movie with your mates and you're going to bump into something mediocre and Mostly I
0: need an excuse to eat a hot dog and some popcorn. Yeah,
1: which is what this film was in 85. Yeah. Um. So... Watching it now is shocking.
0: It's pretty bad.
1: It's so bad.
0: I guess there is uh, there's a selection bias when we think of old movies because we always think of the old classics and like there are six or seven or you know even yeah. dozens or you think hundreds of, that are amazing.
1: You think of 1980s cinema, you're like, oh, Blade Runner, that was cool. I've actually Alien, that's on that the list. Cool.
0: Also on the list. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm disappointing. That's the point of the show.
1: You're not. You're not disappointing. All
0: disappoints it. everyone. <laughs> You don't see me smiling, but I'm smiling.
1: But, um, you know, you think of the cool ones and then you watch something like
0: this. And you're and like, oh, right. S- subpar stuff has existed for a while.
1: And it's a good reminder for people who go off on, uh, you know, when somebody complains online and says, oh, you know. Oh,
0: yeah, all these new movies, they're no good. I like old ones, you know, old uh, movies that's, that's, when they used to be able to make that's, movies. That's
1: not what I was going for. I was going more for like, what do you, what do you want uh, a lot of women in Marvel? Women have had roles. Look at Alien. Look how badass uh, whoever was in uh, in in this film.
0: Even I, having not seen it, know that that role was originally written for a man, and then they just like were like, "What if women though?" And they're like, "All right, cool," and they changed nothing else about the script.
1: I, I don't disagree, but you sort of go. You need to. You can pinpoint something like this and say. Just because you have an anomaly in a film like Alien doesn't mean that for the, for out of the hundred actresses, 99 of them were not getting a script like Lady Hawk.
0: I think we're done. I think we're done. 100%. Are you done? I'm done. Um,
1: also, I think this is, uh, this one came as a counter to the film we did last time, which was her.
0: Which was, uh, better. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's my review. It is of, a, yeah.
1: Um we went from one end of the rope to the other. Um
0: Oh the whiplash I'm feeling right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um but a- any uh, final words? I don't know. I was gonna say it was fun, but um originally this started out as a joke, like ha, let's make Paul watch a film that has horrible soundtrack and now I just feel bad for you.
0: <laughs> uh, well no, don't feel too bad. It's fine. Yeah. Like anything, the point of the show is to learn about pop culture, and a lot of pop culture is the stuff that doesn't get uh, doesn't get the rave reviews, the stuff that exists that you see and sort of forget about.
1: Having said that, if anybody out there wants to watch some cult classics from the 80s, Princess Bride is really good.
0: I have seen that, and Princess I did enjoy Bride that one. Princess
1: is nice. Princess Bride is... Go for that one. Don't go for Lady Hulk.
0: Yeah, in a time where, like, were there women in that one that did yes. things? Yes, There were women in that that did things. Yes, there was. It's well, been a was, long time. I mostly remember the Andre the Giant.
1: Well, there was Buttercup.
0: Oh, that's right. Buttercup was there. I remember her. Such
1: a cool name. Could we
0: watch that instead? I love I it. I know I've seen it already, but could <laughs> we watch that instead? Not for the show, just anyway. I need to, like, wash my brain out. Yeah. Anyway, that's been one for Paul. Thank you very much for joining me on this episode, Ioana.
1: Uh You're welcome. Uh, I can't believe you're thanking me. Um, thank you for having me over again.
0: I mean, you have been downgraded to Nemesis. Nemesis,
1: oh, I need You to... are you
0: are now following me, my every waking moment.
1: I need to make up for it at some point.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Maybe a good movie next time. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. Also, you, the audience, if you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at one for Paul, all words. And uh, if you'd like to help out the show, I do have a Patreon. I'm working on some reward tiers. Maybe even let me know what kind of things that you'd like in there, because uh, I don't know what you want. You know what do what do women like? Do they like agency? No, I can't be it.
1: Or just makeup, nothing else.
0: Just make oh yeah, if you'd like branded makeup, <laughs> weirdly, that might not be a dumb idea. anyway, <laughs> that's it. We're done. Goodbye.
1: Bye This film is two hours long.
0: Oh no, my old peril.